Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to be getting back into podcasting. I'm not sure if you do or don't know, but I used to have a podcast called Classified, which was all true crime, and I absolutely loved it. But I'm definitely ready to have a new podcast that focuses a little bit more on the aspects of my life that take up the most of my time. So work, uni, wedding planning, uh, fashion, lifestyle, goals, all that good stuff. Uh, whether you found this podcast on podcast platforms or my Instagram or over on TikTok, I'm so happy that you're here and I'm really excited to create a little community of like-minded people and nurture the, my relationship with you guys, which is really awesome and cool. I've absolutely loved the connections that I've made over on TikTok and the people that I've gotten to chat to who I just feel are all my kindred spirits. And I know that there's a lot of us out there that live the nine to five life and also have a lot going on outside of work and trying to balance everything and enjoy it at the same time. So I'm super excited to be starting this podcast and I'm super grateful that you are listening and joining with me. For those of you who don't know me, I'll do a little introduction about myself. My name is Catherine. I'm 24. I'm 25 in November and I live in Sydney. I work full-time in financial crime consulting at a big four, and I am in the back end of my double degree, which was a Bachelor of Security Studies and a Bachelor of Law. Uh, I also have two diplomas in criminal psychology and forensic science. Uh, I know that that's definitely a talking point on my TikTok. I get a lot of questions about what I study or what I've studied, so that is me in a nutshell I am engaged which is also on my TikTok um, and I am in the process of planning my wedding uh, my partner's name is Thomas and he's a buyer's agent in Sydney um, god it's really hard to introduce yourself and remember all of the things to say um, in my spare time I really do love to read I am obsessed with home decor and shopping for everything home decor I spend probably 90% of my paycheck on stuff for our apartment that we don't need to the point where about a week ago I literally woke up one day and went we need all new bedding for literally no reason apart from the fact that I was like we need completely new bedding and bedding is really expensive but we have a king-size bed and a king-size doona and I basically saw on TikTok that when you have a king-size bed you should have a super king doona so that it falls off the bed in that really nice floaty way and I was like well we have to have that so off we went that's sort of where my head's at at all times is what can I get for the apartment that I'm gonna love and be obsessed with so it's definitely an issue, but I do love it. I will say I do think another big part of this podcast is going to be fashion related because I have become absolutely obsessed, particularly with work outfits and creating sort of a capsule wardrobe, I guess. Um, and I know that that is all the rage, but I really do love to talk about it and talk about how I curate looks and where I shop. Uh, so that will definitely also be a big part of this podcast and I'm guessing it will be mainly helpful for people that do work a nine-to-five or head to work and have no clue what to wear <laughs> um, which definitely seems to be the theme of 
a lot of the videos that I make now. So that will be a big part of this podcast if you are here for the fashion OOTD content. For the first episode, I did kind of want to keep this quite chatty and light just to set the tone. So I did put up a question box over on the Kindest Regards pod Instagram to try and get a gauge on what you guys want to chat about, what you want to talk about. So that's where we're going to start. And I am going to try and pick some of the ones that can be answered in a quicker way. But rest assured, some of the ones that are a little bit bigger in media, I might tackle in segments in the episodes to come so they will get answered they might just require a little bit more depth one question that came up a few times are sort of top style tips and finding your style which I think is actually a really interesting concept because I don't think that I've even really completely found my style yet either I feel like it's what was something that's really cool is I can wake up one day and feel like being like this demure proper young lady in my outfits and then the next day be like the complete opposite and I feel like that's what makes fashion really fun and creative in that sense is you are kind of able to express yourself with just what you're wearing and you know every day can be slightly different but I'm assuming that these questions are sort of targeted a little bit more at the corporate OOTD kind of vibe because it is what uh, I mostly post. And I think that was a style that developed for me. I found a real love for getting dressed up and it was something that not in my workplace now, but in previous workplaces, particularly when I was younger I guess I feel like I stood out a little bit more and I definitely had people be like you know you don't have to get this dressed up for work and I'm like I know but I always have fun with it and I love it and I think it is an a way that to be creative and fun and enjoy it and I am the type of person that really does feel better when I've put some effort into my outfit and I feel good in it and I know that it sounds silly but it really does make a huge difference to how I'm feeling that day if I feel confident in what I'm wearing and I feel confident in how I feel it really does kind of transcend and I know that it seems like a fickle you know superficial thing but I actually really do think you know if you look good you feel good and what that looks like is different for everyone but I do think that it actually does have a bearing on how you feel and, you know, how you present yourself. You know, it's the first, it's silly to think that it doesn't matter, like how you present yourself, whether it be in the workplace or with your friends or with your, you know, you go on a date, everyone thinks about what they wear. Everyone thinks, am I presenting the version of myself that I want to and that I want people to see? And I think that's why people get so, you know, into it and always want to know where'd you get that what'd you do you know all that stuff because it it is kind of a way to present yourself in the best way and it's the first thing people see so particularly in the workplace I do understand why people maybe think it's unnecessary to go to over the top because they see that as a negative and then on the other hand there's a lot of people like me who really do find it fun and creative and enjoy getting into it a little bit more and there's nothing wrong with either way 
But I guess in terms of finding my style, I definitely naturally lean more towards kind of more modest looks. Um, Not deliberately necessarily, but I just feel like I actually copy a little bit of the way my mum dressed when I was younger. I do feel like I got some fashion inspo from her. She was always very put together and took a lot of pride in how she wore clothes and I do think that I adopted a lot of her style it's very classic it's very timeless um I think trend wise I infrequently invest in pieces that are really trendy because I always find that I don't really like what's on trend in that in that way or I feel like it comes in and out of fashion so fast that I would never sort of invest in pieces that aren't timeless um and I think one thing that was really fun was seeing all the tweed come back and that very like Coco Chanel 90s vibe because I remember wearing you know tweed sets when I was like 14 and being absolutely obsessed with them even though To some people, they look really dated, but to me, they look really timeless. And I do feel like there's a resurgence of those. Like I went to Zara the other day with my friend Rachel and you couldn't find something that wasn't tweed. And I was like, this is hectic. Like, this is amazing because (laughs) I love that and I love that look and I feel like it is really classic and timeless. So I feel like my style, if I had to pick a word, would be classic because I don't tend to lean too hard into the trends, but I do tend to find pieces that I can wear a myriad of different ways, but also that I'm going to love, you know, next year and the year after. Another interesting question that I got was about your career and knowing when to pause and slow the pace down in your 20s, which is actually a really interesting question because I feel like a lot of people see your 20s as the time where you have to hustle to the point of burnout and I do think that in some industries obviously you've got to hit the ground running you've got to get you know you got to get going in order to make your mark and solidify your foundation which I feel like I've definitely tried to do and I know a lot of other people have tried to do that and I think that that's really important but I don't think it's a necessity I also have a lot of people in my life who you know, are kind of taking it day by day and are spending a lot more time traveling and aren't as focused on finding, you know, the career that they want to spend the rest of their lives in right now. And I don't think that there's a right or a wrong way to do it. I just think as long as you're doing something that you love at this point, whether that be a part-time job as a bartender or you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, it doesn't really matter as long as what you're doing is fulfilling and rewarding for you and ticking the boxes if it's ticking the boxes to get money in the bank to go traveling or it's ticking the boxes to you know get a down payment on your first house I mean there's no right way to do your 20s and I think that that's something that can be a really big source of judgment from people and I know that I've had it in the sense that I've never really had it about my career and the fact that you know, I'm driven and ambitious in that area of my life, but I've definitely had judgment on the fact that I've chosen to settle down at a younger age. You know, I'm turning 25, my partner's turning 28 next month, and we are quite young and we've decided to, you know, get engaged, get married, start a family younger than I guess a lot of other people in their 20s. 
Um, I think people that know us and are close to us see why we want to do that and why, you know, we feel like that's the right decision for us. We're very much in that place and we want to do that with each other now. And, you know, there's a million reasons why we want to do that. But I think what's really shitty and unnecessary is kind of the judgment that some people, whether it be in your life or that are just sort of looking in from a distance, you know, why would you get engaged so young? You know, you guys don't need to do that yet. Or, you know, why don't you want to go traveling? And why don't you want to just, it's like, I'm not coming for you for doing it your way. Don't come for me for doing it my way. Like you don't have to hand your passport over to the government when you get married. Like I can still travel with a ring on my finger. Like if that's the way that I want to do it, like let me be, you know what I mean? And I think that I totally understand if people don't want to do that. But if you want to slow down and, you know, do that in your 20s or you want to hustle and travel and do that that's totally fine too like my life has never been busier and more hectic and I've chosen to fill that with work and study and you know settling down with my partner and that's definitely what suits me but there's no right or wrong way of doing your 20s and I really do feel like that's something that we need to drum hard into everyone's minds because there's nothing worse than passing judgment on the way that someone's choosing to do that point in their lives. I've gotten a few questions basically along the lines of managing work and Instagram and study and having a life, um, which is interesting because I don't know that you ever fully figure it out, but I think for me, work and study have always been my top priority that's what takes up you know 95 percent of my time um content creation has sort of something that i've done as a bit of a side hustle for probably five or six years um since i left high school and it has always been really fun and a great way to meet people and you know partner with brands and get to do fun stuff like that um I would say with Instagram my love for it has definitely shifted a little bit um I think the nature of the platform has definitely shifted a little bit so I've personally put a little bit less effort in to my Instagram and creating content on that platform just because I find it time consuming and more curated than say TikTok which I've totally fallen in love with I prefer the content other creators make over on TikTok I feel like it's much more authentic it allows you to show a much more multifaceted version of yourself which is great and I think that you can be a little bit more vulnerable on TikTok um So I definitely feel like even weirdly enough, I post so much more on TikTok than I do on Instagram. So you would think, oh, that takes up more time. It actually doesn't because I'm filming stuff I'm doing anyway. Like if I'm getting ready for work and I'm filming my outfit, I'm getting ready for work and putting on an outfit, whether I'm filming it or not. So it doesn't really take up any extra time. Whereas shooting content for Instagram takes time. Like you're setting up, it's more like highly curated and I feel like that's why people got a little sick of the platform because I felt like it was so highly saturated with these kind of bullshit photos and like I don't know stuff that you kind of look at and just go that's not like that's not nearly as relatable or authentic as some of 
the stuff you'd find on TikTok. I'm, I'm not saying both platforms can't be problematic in their own ways, but I do think that for me, I've been able to show a much more, you know, real version of myself. Like what, do, what do I actually do in a day? Like while I can't actually show my job in that sense, which is totally fine, but it's more, you know, what, what takes up my time and it's not, you know, sitting around in a pretty outfit, taking a photo. And I think that that's what people get a little bit fed up with. I realize I've gone on a little bit of a rant and that wasn't actually the question, but that will probably happen a lot in this podcast, but managing work, study content and having a life, it's a journey. I don't think there's, you know, anyone's got it completely down, you know, when everyone has a lot of balls in the air, but I would say that my one biggest tip is to stay organized and I've always been an organized person to you know, a fault. I was running around at the age of four on the farm I grew up on with my little notepad, taking notes about people and the things I was doing. Like I, it's like a running joke in my family that I've always been, you know, overly organized. I write everything down. I'm always planning my next move. I'm always, you know, doing that kind of thing. But whether it's study or work or, you know, anything like that, I always feel like I'm a few steps ahead because I'm plan it out. So when I get an assignment, you know, you get the assignment, you know, when it's due, if it's due in two months time, start it early. And that way you aren't having to pull all nighters or, you know, it's due the next day and you haven't started. I'm not saying, you know, that there's anything wrong with doing that if you're that way inclined. But for me, when you are managing a lot and you have a lot on your plate, I could count on one hand in a six year degree, how many times I had to pull an all nighter And it's so few times because A, I'm prone to anxiety. I have an anxious personality. um, So I get stressed easily. Um, So if I leave things to the last minute, A, the quality of the work's not going to be nearly as good as if I've given it the time that it needs. But also my anxiety will be at an all-time high and that impacts everyone in my life, which is just not not fair on me and it's not fair on anyone else. Um, So I would say be organized get a planner, get a pretty planner. If you like to write things down, get a pretty planner, plan it out within an inch of its life. You know, I'm one of those people that will plan something out. Like the only thing that's not in my diary, like my toilet breaks, like I'm literally that OCD in that way. Um, And I'm not saying you need to be like that because that's like borderline clinical. I'm aware of that. But I think plan your stuff out, you know, set aside time for everything so that nothing ever gets too big that it's not doable I guess you know you've always set aside time you know what's coming you know you can look plan it back like I would put an assignment in my diary and go okay that's five weeks so one weekend I'm going to start researching second week I'm going to start getting the bones of the assignment done third weekend I'll start writing content I'll start you know doing the, the bulk of the essay fourth weekend I'll have my first draft you know it's just knowing when you want to have stuff done I would say that I did this at my best in the sort of mid period of my degree when all the classes were hectic and everything was really really full-on and that was also when I was working full-time and studying full-time now I'm doing my second last unit and I have one unit over summer because I couldn't get into a law elective this semester um, you know, I'm not studying full time anymore, so it's different. Um, I don't mind if 
everything isn't quite as pedantic. But if you're working full time and you've got four units on your plate, I mean, there's no way to do that without being organized beyond belief. Like, you know, you have to know what's coming up and you have to plan ahead. And I'm not someone who loves to spend my weekends studying and working because I didn't, you know, I know that it's rough, but if you're working full time and studying full time, you know, come home, chip away at it so that you aren't doing those massive all nighters and spending your entire weekend missing out on things and doing fun stuff with your partner or your friends or your family because you've got to study because you didn't do anything, you know, in the weeks leading up to it. So I would say my biggest tip is be organized and find ways to find it fun. Get a cute planner, get a cute pen, you know, use Notion. Notion is a really, really great app. I've used it a bunch to track goals, to-do lists, you know, cross things off, stay on top of things. You can create like mood boards on there. You can, you know, I've Pinterested the crap out of my life and I'll just find stuff on Pinterest, put it in Notion, you know, make it fun, make it, you know, creative and aesthetically pleasing if you're someone like me who, you know, gets joy in doing that kind of stuff anyway. I would say that really does help. I did get a few questions about my wedding, um, which I'll probably drop in content about that throughout the podcast as well. But we are getting married next May, May 6, 2023. And we're getting married in the Hunter Valley, um, which if you're a Sydney listener will know where that is. Uh, And yeah, very excited. We do have a wedding planner who is incredible. She is doing most of our, the bulk of our wedding planning, obviously, and the styling, et cetera. And Thomas has been so hands-on. It's crazy. I know I was talking to my sister about this the other day and her partner was not like that. She took the reins mainly with the wedding planning. And I know that I know that that's more normal to have the bride be the one doing all the heavy lifting, but crazily Thomas has been amazing and has done between him and the wedding planner. I do the high level. Yes, no. (laughs) Um, and join all the consultations as needed. Um, which is kind of hectic, but I love it because we are both busy and it's super awesome that he wants to be so hands-on in sort of the planning. Um, But it is awesome and exciting. And I'll definitely talk more about the venue and what it's like to plan a wedding because, you know, it, it is hectic, you know, even developing a budget and a list of people. And I mean, every single hurdle has been a learning experience for me and for both of us because, you know, it's crazy everything that goes into planning a wedding. I don't think you fully realize it until you have to plan one because I have only been to like one or two weddings in my entire life. And I, yeah, had no idea what goes into planning a wedding, how much everything costs, how to budget for one, how to, you know, refine your guest list. It's all a bit of a journey. So I will talk a little bit more about wedding planning on the podcast as well, because it's fun and it's a little bit of fluff compared to the other stuff. So (laughs) more to come on that. So I'm going to leave it here, I think, for the first episode. I just wanted to give a little taste of what's to come on the podcast, the types of topics we're going to cover. I'm definitely going to be having people on, as I said, and I'm super excited to chat with people on the podcast and, you know, learn something with you guys as well about other industries and, you know, chat with awesome people so that will be really fun um i've absolutely loved getting on mic again even just for this first introductory episode so thank you guys so much for listening and i will chat to you guys soon